Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we discuss everything you want to learn about methylene blue with Dr. Yoshi Rom. to amp it up, getting a nice red light panel, especially in the 660 to 670 nanometer spectrum, um, supercharges that electron transport chain, supercharges that methylene blue, and supercharges your energy production. And you're absolutely right. Combine that with ketosis, and I mean, talk about a, you know, one, two, three punch towards health. Like, wow, what a gift. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast. You can learn more about me over at benazadi.com. Thanks so much for pressing play. Hope you're having an incredible day. We dove deep in today's episode all about methylene blue. Some of you might know about methylene blue. Some of you might have no idea what it is. You're going to learn how methylene blue is one of the best ways to support your mitochondria, especially the mitochondria in your brain. Great for neurological disorders, but also great for a nootropic. Dr. Yoshi Ram has an amazing clinic in California called Oasis Family Medicine. And I got familiar with his work because of my mentor, Dr. Pampa. Dr. Pampa went to his clinic along with his wife, Marilee. They got some treatment at his clinic. They recorded some videos and did a podcast. And I thought it was super interesting. Uh, so I thought I had to get Dr. Yoshi on my show. And today's episode is a result of that conversation. The conversation was incredible. You're going to learn about Dr. Yoshi's backstory, his inspiration behind his career path in brain health. You're going to hear about his pain to purpose story with his family getting sick growing up. We talk about the current disease stats and why with so much technology and supplements and tools and amazing research, why are the stats on disease getting worse? And then we discuss and we dive deep for the first time on this show. We do a full deep dive into methylene blue. You're going to learn that methylene blue has been around for a little over 100 years. And it was one of the first true medications in the U.S. And the World Health Organization has actually listed methylene blue as essential to fighting parasites. It's amazing for the mitochondria, which you're going to hear about. And here's the quote from Dr. Yoshi. He said, Methylene blue is food for the mitochondria. 
You're going to learn about that process, how it works inside of the human body. I also share my experience using Methylene Blue Suppository with red light, which is something you could do and he recommends as a way to supercharge your mitochondria and turn on your brain and really have an incredible day. Every time I use my Methylene Blue Suppository and add it to either sunshine or red light, I crush the day. And I typically use it on a day that I'm have a lot of meetings, uh, podcast interviews, etc. recording a lot of content where I need to be mentally on top of my game. My go-to is Methylene Blue. You're going to learn more about the benefits of Methylene Blue in regards to COVID long haulers, urinary tract infections, and bladder infections. He has a great little protocol for UTIs with Methylene Blue and red light therapy on your abdominal area to get rid of the UTI almost instantaneously. You're going to learn why Methylene Blue is great for energy production, great for brain fog, great for mental clarity. And he also gives you a simple hack of using water with sea salt, putting that cup of water and sea salt outside with sunshine and what that does. It's a very easy and potent biohack for you to do. We also discuss ozone therapy and some of the cool, unique things he's doing at his clinic with methylene blue, ozone therapy, red light therapy, something called EBO, extracorporeal blood ozonation and oxygenation. That's a mouthful. Uh, And more about his clinic in Glendale, California. His website is oasisfamilymedicine.com if you want to go visit his clinic We also get into the different ways to use methylene blue. You have IV, you have suppositories, and then you have oral consumption. And we'll list the most effective versus the least effective and how you could start using it in a practical way and getting the benefits of methylene blue. We discuss the proper dosages of methylene blue, any side effects, the myths surrounding methylene blue that you cannot take it with SSRIs and so much more. So if you want to learn all about the mitochondria and everything about methylene blue, this is the episode for you. I cannot wait to bring them on. Hey, before I do, I want to take a minute to acknowledge and read today's Apple podcast of the day. This five-star review comes from Sandy titled, Keeps You Motivated. Each podcast is full of interesting facts based off information to be successful on keto and intermittent fasting with this journey to good health. Yes, Sandy, that is what it's all about, the journey to good health. One of my favorite definitions of success comes from Earl Nightingale. He said it like in 1958, and it still stands true to this day. And he said, success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. An ideal is a goal you have fallen in love with. Let's say that goal is to get optimally healthy. As long as you're closing the gap between where you are today and that goal, you are realizing, you're progressively realizing that goal, you are successful. So the journey to good health is a wonderful journey and we're here to support you, Sandy. We're here to support all of you Keto Campers. So thank you for listening. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review as of yet, please do so right now. It really helps the show grow. And hey, maybe I'll read your review on the next episode. Before I bring on my guest, I want to share with you an upcoming keto masterclass I'm going to be hosting online, which is 100% free. Let's face it, when you go on Dr. Google, you'll get over 100 million results for what is the keto diet, how to lose weight on keto, how do I know if I'm in ketosis, 
there's a lot of information out there. And I always say information doesn't change your life. And if it did, all librarians would be multimillionaires. It's not about the information. We are drowning in information and starving in truth. The way to change your life is the right information applied in a step-by-step system. So during this webinar, which is going to be about an hour long, I'm going to go through my four-pillar step-by-step approach for achieving incredible results with keto and intermittent fasting. During this webinar, you're going to learn all about the basics of keto, which is great for beginners. And then I'm also going to share with you some strategies that I've used on thousands of my students to break a keto weight loss plateau or just you stop getting results, how to break that, how to bust that, how to change things up. We're going to discuss clean keto, dirty keto. I'll be revealing two scientifically proven ways to enhance ketone production by the mitochondria. Speaking of the mitochondria, I'm going to share with you some research that shows how ketones communicate with the mitochondria to create more of themselves called mitogenesis. We'll get into the science. We'll also get into keto flexing and why the goal is not long-term ketosis. The goal is metabolic flexibility. So I'll be sharing that and I'll be giving away over $400 worth in free PDF downloads for those who sign up for this free masterclass. But here's the deal. We only have room for a certain amount of people until the bandwidth has run out. So if you are hearing this on time and you want to take action and get signed up for this free upcoming Keto Masterclass, I encourage you to head to www.ketosismasterclass.com and register your free spot. That is www.ketosismasterclass.com and register your free spot. We'll also drop a link for you down below. All right, let's dive deep into Methylene Blue with Dr. Yoshi Ram. Dr. Yoshi Ram is a board-certified osteopathic family physician with a separate board certification in integrative and holistic medicine. That's right, he's double board certified. Dr. Yoshi grew up in a small town in Northern California. His simple upbringing, which included living without electricity, TV, or phone, gave him an early appreciation for early living. He attended UC San Diego where he majored in animal physiology and neuroscience and minored in human development. He ran track and cross country for UCSD before co-founding a running club. After graduating, Dr. Yoshi interned at a neuroscience laboratory in Germany and traveled throughout Europe before working at a nonprofit biotech laboratory in San Diego. Dr. Yoshi attended Western University of Health Sciences College of Osteopathic Medicine. As a medical student, he participated in many volunteer activities, including medical missions to Mexico and Ecuador. After medical school, he completed his internship and residency in family medicine at Glendale Adventist Medical Center. During his time there, he was elected chief resident. Upon graduation, he received the two highest distinctions— Resident Teacher Award, as presented by the Faculty and Resident of the Year Award, as recognized by the staff. Dr. Yoshi then became an attending physician teaching at the same residency program. He's got quite the resume. Here is Dr. Yoshi Ram. Dr. Yoshi, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
I was just telling you how much I admire the work that you're doing. I got familiar with your work with uh, Dr. Daniel Pampa, who's my mentor, and I work with him, and he speaks so highly of you. So I'm so grateful he connected us. We're going to talk about all the wonderful, unique, really cool things that you're doing at your clinic in California. We're also going to take a deep dive into the mitochondria, the electron transport chain, and methylene blue, and other modalities. But before we get there, Doc, let's talk about your history. Um, I understand that there was a lot of pain to purpose with your brother, your father, and your mother. So share a little bit about your backstory and what inspired you to get involved with the work that you're doing right now. Yeah, well, first of all, again, just thank you for uh, having me on here. Just super appreciative. Also, I want to give a shout out to my amazing Oasis Family Medicine team. Uh, again, I couldn't do what I do without them. And uh, yeah, I'm here. So ask me questions. I just want to be of service to all of your listeners. And, you know, with that being said, my younger brother uh, had spinal meningitis when he was one or two years old. And so he grew up with seizures. Um, until he passed away from a seizure when he was 25. He was three years younger than me. So I kind of grew up in that space of just brain, being interested in brain health. Um, how can we help the neurological system? And fortunately, you know, I'm happy to say he lived a very full life considering it was short, shortened. But he also had about 20 to 25% of his brain removed when he was younger because it was so infected. Uh, so he was affected greatly. And so that really set the tone for me being interested in medicine, just in healing, I would say. And my, I didn't know it at the time so much, but my mom also, I grew up out on 40 acres in the middle of nowhere, no electricity, no, you know, no, no real toilet, no TV, no, no phone. Um, but it was also ripe with a lot of Lyme disease ticks. And so my mom has had Lyme disease since maybe the late seventies, at least the early eighties. So, you know, watching her go through that, it's, it's affected her body greatly, um, largely under control, I would say at this point, but you know, it went decades without really good treatment. And so, and part of that, part of what's affected is her brain, um, just more on a sleep level uh, scale. And so again, though, you know, for anybody who's been affected with Lyme or is in that Lyme community, they understand how much the neurological system can be affected. And so I ended up uh, studying in college for animal physiology and neuroscience, um, and then going to medical school, right? And then right after I was actually done with residency, or maybe it was my third year, my father actually got uh, diagnosed with ALS, another major neurological quandary, right? And this was right when I was getting into more integrative, alternative, functional medicine, um, and just really just dipping into it. And we were able to do some cool stuff. Um, I was obviously very motivated to up my level of understanding uh, outside of what allopathic conventional medicine had to offer um, for my dad's sake. And he, he lived in Northern California. I live in Southern California. The times when he was able to come down and do treatments in my office regularly, those were actually, interestingly, the only times where his ALS symptoms would plateau. He would not digress. 
and uh, which is saying a lot for ALS because that's just a slow deteriorating disease until death for almost everyone who has it. Um, when he would go away back up home for you know his own reasons, he had his he has his own soul journey, and um, that's when he would decline. And we were able to. I would say he was given, I believe it was eight, 12 to 18 months when he was originally diagnosed and he lasted for three and a half, four years. So we got him an extra few years of life and he was a, a great person in so many ways and just amazing positive attitude. So it was easy to work with him on that in that way. Um, I do think that, you know, he passed away, gosh, it's been seven years now. Um, I think with what I have now, it would be very interesting to work with him more closely on the physical realm. But, you know, the past is the past that happened. But I, I just, it's kind of to say, I think what we have now in our office and, and what is available elsewhere um, is more, more than it was five, seven, 10 years ago. And so the uh, the healing realms, the healing industry in the United States is, is improving. There's uh, lots of technology. And um, I just, it's really a pleasure to be part of that um, and kind of be on the forefront in some small way. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's what brings me to today. Yeah, it's, thank you for sharing that. So have you worked recently with any patients that have ALS? Have you applied some of your more recent tools on on that? I've definitely had a few over the years. Um, it's not something I've really publicized. So we don't, we don't have a lot of individuals with ALS. I should just mention I at our office, we're, there's another doctor, Dr. Ann Kuo, and then there's a family nurse practitioner, Kelly Kell. Um, so they also see patients. So they each have a couple of um, patients who have been diagnosed with ALS. And, you know, I don't want to overstate what we're doing for them. And oftentimes there's so much, so many different treatment modalities going into. Um, so I don't want to claim all the credit, but I do believe that we are making a big difference. You know, I can say that with utmost honesty, I think we're making a big difference in their lives. Yeah, you, you sure are. And you're going to make a big difference right now with uh, my audience. And I'm grateful for that. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden, your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. 
order a bottle or two and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. You mentioned that you are excited about, you know, cutting edge research, some of the new technologies, some of the new tools we have available to us that really could put a dent in some of these devastating statistics when it comes to health, which is uh, really, you know, sick care. We see these crazy stats out there. One in three women are diagnosed with cancer within their lifetime in the U.S. For men, one in two. You know, it's also predicted by the CDC's website that in uh, 10 years, by 2032, that one in two children are projected to be born on the autism spectrum. We know that there's diabetes that's increasing. They also estimate that one in two Americans will be obese by 2030, right? Not overweight, but obese. So we have things that are working. We have ancient healing strategies like ketosis, intermittent fasting. We have things like methylene blue, which we'll get to. But why are these disease stats not getting better? And what can we do to turn this thing around, Doc? And that's a, quite, a, quite a question, quite a quandary. Could probably have a long political decision because I think a lot of it comes down to politics, um, certain industrial influences, i.e. pharma, and um, just poor education and a poor education, poor health education for our politicians. And, uh, you know, where's the money being spent on advertisement, right? You, you see all kinds of it. Turn on the TV. I don't watch barely any myself, but, you know, my understanding is that you turn on the TV and you, you're bombarded by pharmaceutical ads, right? How often are you bombarded by a methylene blue ad? Never. How often are you bombarded by an ozone ad? Never. How often are you bombarded by a, a ketosis ad, right? <laughs> Never. So I think that we're just kind of heading in, my opinion is we're just kind of heading, I think the population is really going to kind of start, start more and more splitting into two segments. And it's kind of going to be the people who are um, in the know of what real health is and are kind of on that journey, not to say anybody's perfect on that journey. We're all humans, right? So um, even the healthiest individuals are still going to be looking, but there's going to be the health conscious people. And then there's going to be everyone else in the United States. And unfortunately, you know, I think the average life expectancy has actually ticked down the past year or two, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't believe that's due to COVID. I think that's in general because of all those chronic conditions that you just mentioned. But again, we're going to get these people who are more into their health, the biohackers, the anti-agers, whose life expectancy starts increasing more and more because we have so much amazing technology. And then you're going to get the people, unfortunately, who just, for whatever reason, are not in the know or just not ready to uh, explore their health more in depth. And that life expectancy is going to be going down. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I agree with that. And the cool thing about podcasts like this one and many, many others and YouTube channels that get out this type of information, it's its kind of like a grassroots movement, right? And uh, those listening and watching, like you could really 
put a, help us put a dent in disease by listening and sharing and, you know, copying and paste the link to somebody, you know, who has metabolic damage, who has Lyme disease or whatever it is and say, you're going to get value from this episode. Like just by sharing conversations like this, number one, having the conversations. That's why I'm so grateful. And then number two, getting it out there. So it's exciting to me. It's one of the things that lights me up. It's what I do, you know, full time. I'm hundred percent virtual with my YouTube channel, the podcast and my courses. And I love bringing people on like you who are the experts who are doing this clinically. Like you have your own practice. You're in Glendale, California. It's a, it's called Oasis um, Family Medicine. And we'll put a link for your website, which is dryoshi.com. But actually it's actually the best link is oasisfamilymedicine.com. Oasisfamilymedicine.com. That's better. So we'll put that in the show notes. And I just want to real quickly echo what you said um, to all the listeners out there, like you're listening to this, but hit send to someone else uh, and just say, hey, what do you think? It's kind of a really nice open-ended way of inviting somebody, but not telling them a certain thing. So Love that idea. What do you think of this? That's great. Give this a listen and tell me what you think. All right, let's talk about methylene blue. Uh, I think this is the first time that we are going to take a deep, deep dive into it. We've had Dr. John Lawrence before, mutual friends of ours, and we've kind of touched upon it, but I want to do a deep dive. So Dr. Yoshi, um, what, what's the history of methylene blue? When did we discover this and uh, what's the unique history of it? Yeah, so it's actually been around for a little over 100 years. And it was one of the first true medications in the United States. It is a dye. It's blue in its oxidized form um, and it's reduced form. It's clear. I believe it's been on the World Health Organization's list of essential medications actually to fight uh, parasites for a long time. It can be used. It's extremely antiviral and really good for mitochondria. Um, and it's that mitochondria aspect that I love it for and what we're mainly using it for. You know, what I've said is we don't have a deficiency of methylene blue in our system, right? And so why would we use it? Part of that conversation is I think it's always best to weigh the pros and cons of any therapy that we're looking into, right? Whether it's a medication, a surgery, an herb, a homeopathic, like what are the risks versus the benefits, right? And the cool thing about methylene blue is it's really just, you know, it can be called a dye, but it's really just a salt. And it's harmless unless you're doing it in just ridiculous dosages, okay? What would be a ridiculous dosage? Yeah, so the studies, if you go on Google, if someone goes on Google and, you know, side effects of methylene blue, um, it's actually been a long time since I did that, but I remember, you know, watch out for this and watch out for that. Well, the side effects are really only seen in individuals who were having open parathyroid surgery and then methylene blue was being poured into that open surgical um, space or wound, right? And so their parathyroids were just being soaked up. And so we're talking like thousands of milligrams, okay? I usually, myself, I say if we're under 400 milligrams in a day, I have not seen any research of any sort that suggests that's harmful or dangerous in any ways. And most methylene blue products out there, you know, there's, there's one, I don't have any affiliation to them, proscriptions, 
they have a little a trochee where, you, for those of you who are not aware, you you can take the whole thing or you can cut it up into halves or quarters and just put it between your gum and your cheek and let it soak into your blood system, blood blood vessels that way, uh, slowly. And that you're looking at four milligrams, maybe sixteen milligrams, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that's a typical methylene oral dosage, super safe. Truly, I have never seen anybody have a side effect from that amount. The only side effect is that your mouth turns blue. <laughs> yes. It. Yeah. Good, good point. And what's interesting, um, I, I actually thought about doing that before coming on to this. <laughs> it's just so I talk with a blue mouth. Um, but it, it absorbs into your system. So you you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, this is, what would I, you know, and you can try to wash it out, but it doesn't even work. But your body will actually absorb it within... Uh, my experience is probably 30 minutes to an hour, maybe two hours, because your mitochondria just soak it up. What else? The the half-life of it is about 12 hours. So doing it once or twice a day, if you're in real need of some mitochondrial support, uh, could be very useful. Uh, I was talking on dosages. So we have four to 16 milligrams, super, super safe. A lot of people go up to 60 milligrams pretty easily. Some people go up more, you know, are are, we have some mutual friends who um, go up higher than that. And uh, I've certainly done it higher than that. And Dr. Lawrence has a uh, suppository, I've tried that as well. And, you know, again, as long as you're under 400, if, if you're under 400 milligrams, there's no concern. Even if you are on SSRIs, which again, if you go on Dr. Google, um, you'll be warned about being on SSRIs. Well, I believe that the reason, and I, when I say I believe, I, you know, I've um, listened and read Dr. Gonzalez Lima, Francisco Gonzalez Lima. Um, he's there in the Austin area, I believe. He's done a lot of work on methylene blue. He's a researcher, and um, you know, he believes that the reason it can actually help mood, i.e., depression, is because you're actually supplying energy to the mitochondria. And depression in one manner might be because we are too low energy, right? What happens if I'm too low energy? I'm going to be depressed. My feelings are going to be depressed. My emotions are going to be depressed. And so it's just really important to kind of note why somebody might be depressed. But ultimately, it's about that mitochondrial energy. Yeah, the, it's all about the the mighty mitochondria, right? And you, you said we don't have a methylene blue deficiency, but we do have people who have struggling mitochondria who have been taking hits. So this is a great tool that could supercharge the mitochondria. And I want to get a little bit more into that. You have a great analogy about this electron transport chain, which for the average person, it's like really hard to kind of explain to them how that works, how the mitochondria produces energy via ATP. So you have a great analogy about a freeway on-ramp. If you could share that so my audience could really understand how this works. Yeah, gosh, it's been a little while since I used that analogy. We'll see if I can get it right. But um, first, I just want to kind of zoom out, okay? The reason we breathe air is for oxygen. And the reason we eat food, get nutrients, but a huge part of the reason we eat food is to get electrons. And oxygen and electrons come together into our cells, and our cells have depending on what type of cell, what tissue we're talking about in the body, it can have a few to tens of thousands of mitochondria, actually. 
in each cell. And a mitochondria is kind of like a little mini, it's kind of like a little mini cell within the cells, right? So each cell has a bunch of mitochondria. If we're talking about a brain, a neuron, uh, one neuron cell, it has many, many mitochondria, thousands, tens of thousands, even. Even I've even read um, up to 2.5 million in certain regions yes, of the brain. Exactly. Yeah. And just, I guess, on that, on that front, you know, you're the most mitochondrial dense tissues in the body tend to be the brain, the heart, um, and then actually the ovaries uh, and, yeah. and sperm. And those use most of our energy, right? Our brain actually uses about 25% of our energy, as far as I remember, might be a little bit off there, but basically it uses a lot of energy. Those um, or those cells that you mentioned that are very metabolically um, high in demand—the brains, the ovaries, the eyes, the heart, etc. What they all have in common is they're they're mostly needed for survival. The number one priority for the body is survival. So it makes sense that those are the cells that are loaded with mitochondria because I believe the average cell has hundreds to a few thousand mitochondria, but the brain cells could have over a million. Ovaries have about a hundred thousand in a single cell, so it's really fascinating that that's where I believe in God. I believe God put it there, and it's all for survival. It's so, so interesting. Yeah, and it kind of, um, you know, you can have these mitochondria that die off, but then you can have half-functioning mitochondria, basically poorly efficient, not efficient mitochondria. And so, in a situation where you're in, you know, have a metabolic disease like diabetes, or if you have dementia in dementia, your neurons don't, your, the mitochondria are actually not working well. And that's the cool part about the methylene blue is it goes right to the mitochondria that need it most, that could benefit from it most. And that's actually how it was used initially in science was um, as a staining method for cells. And they noticed that it would go right to the mitochondria. That's why it was useful to stain cells in science. Again, the whole reason we breathe oxygen and eat food, bring oxygen and electrons into the mitochondria. And the mitochondria, there's basically these complexes, this little electron transport chain. And the whole purpose is for those electrons to kind of go through that system, that little chain that or train. And at the end of it, we produce ATP energy, our body's main energy source. Really, it's the currency of energy in our body is what it is. That's the whole point of it. So methylene blue is an electron donor. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of like food. It's food for the mitochondria. And um, so I actually am going to kind of switch up the analogy because I think of methylene blue in the mitochondria as this kindling for a fire. Think of oxygen as the air as the as as oxygen to the fire and then the cool part is once you add light into that electron transport chain those photons that's like adding gasoline to the fire to produce this it's like a furnace in the bottom of the titanic ship right it's like this furnace producing this energy and so if we when we add in methylene blue and more oxygen or ozone and then add in light that's like this powerful um, just combustion engine, which is truly what the mitochondria is to produce energy, to make us go. And disease, there's 
many reasons for disease, but one of them is not having enough energy, right? When we get out of our body's way, when we correct the deficiencies and, and take out the toxins, our body knows how to heal, especially when it has enough energy. When it has enough cellular energy, our body heals. Like that's that's its job. It's divine, divinely knows how to do this, right? So that's the the beauty of methylene blue, is it knows right where the energy issue is, where the energy deficiency is, and it goes right there and improves it. I love it. I love what you said. The quote I have wrote down here, methylene blue is food for the mitochondria, like simply put. Uh, and uh, when you think about people who have chronic fatigue or they, they call some of these individuals COVID long haulers or you know autoimmune disease, what they all have in common is that the mitochondria are producing less energy and that it's doing it for a reason because the mitochondria, as we now know through recent research with Dr. Robert Navio, that it's not just producing energy, the mitochondria, there also is an intelligence in the mitochondria that's like a sensor. And if there's too much stress, this wartime metabolism, it shuts down energy production for survival. So that's where we get chronic fatigue and all these issues. But methylene blue is a great way to give your mitochondria some of the building blocks to start producing more energy. And what you said was interesting. You said that the innate intelligence, if you will, will determine when you take methylene blue, the innate intelligence will determine which mitochondria and which regions will use that the most and which needs it the most, which is super fascinating to me. Did you know there's actually beverages that can supercharge your fasting results? My favorite, which is a keto powerhouse, is apple cider vinegar. There's a ton of research showing apple cider vinegar has been beneficial for boosting your metabolism, suppressing appetite, reducing fat storage. That's because apple cider vinegar contains acetic acid, which is a short-chain fatty acid that's been shown to promote weight loss in those ways. Also, apple cider vinegar is one of the best ways to balance your blood sugars. A study showed apple cider vinegar improved insulin sensitivity after high-carb meals up to 34%. We also know that apple cider vinegar stimulates digestion, acts as a bile stimulant to help break down the fat you're eating on keto. Another research study showed apple cider vinegar protects against mineral depletion. If you're like me, you probably don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar. I think it tastes disgusting. That's why my go-to is Paleo Valley's Apple Cider Vinegar Complex. This is an organic blend of apple cider vinegar and four more gut and health supportive superfoods. I take this before my meals. I take it before coffee. And this enhances my fast and my blood sugar regulation. You'll find it contains organic apple cider vinegar, organic turmeric, organic ginger, organic Ceylon cinnamon, and organic lemon. Since you are a listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive discount code for you to get the apple cider vinegar complex capsules and all of the products over at Paleo Valley. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. By the way, they got delicious beef sticks and an awesome organ meat complex. Go check them out. Paleovalley.com. That is KetoCamp15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. And here's the ultimate biohack because we know also that ketones, when you're in ketosis, communicate with your mitochondria to make more of themselves. That's why when we think about one molecule of glucose gives you about 32 to 36 ATP, 
one molecule of ketones gives you 400% more, like 132 ATP. Why? Because it's duplicating and duplicating itself. So a great biohack, and I want to hear your thoughts, being in ketosis, taking methylene, methylene blue and getting red light. What a great trifecta. What do you think about that? Oh my gosh, that's, I mean, you want to talk about health? Yeah. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> um, and and you mentioned light. I had mentioned that before. I, I wanted to go a little bit more into that. Methylene blue absorbs light on pretty much the full visible light spectrum. However, it absorbs best between 660 and 670, which is kind of the, the heart, the center of the red light spectrum. And so when you get methylene blue and add in red light, which the sun, regular old sunlight has red light in it. Um, so you don't necessarily need to go out and get this, one of those fancy red light panels. Although if you wanted to amp it up, getting a nice red light panel, especially in the 660 to 670 uh, nanometer spectrum, um, supercharges that electron transport chain, supercharges that methylene blue, and supercharges your energy production. And you're absolutely right. Combine that with ketosis. And I mean, talk about a you know, one, two, three punch towards health. Like, wow, what a gift. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I could tell you this. I was just traveling this week. I was in Las Vegas. I just got back yesterday morning, red eye from Vegas to Miami, never fun. And uh, today I'm back, you know, I'm in ketosis. I did a nice fasted workout on my rooftop. I got some nice sunlight for about 45 minutes, sunshine. And then I came in here and I knew my interview with you was coming up. And I had some suppository uh, methylene blue from Dr. John Laurence, the 200 milligram one. So I just took it about an hour ago. I got red light. So I did about 15 minutes of red light before I got on here. And I'm feeling like a million bucks, right? I'm I'm experiencing what you're what you're sharing here. It's like my brain is on fire. I feel really good, and it and it actually helped with the the jet lag that I was experiencing. So, what are other benefits somebody might experience with methylene blue? What are other things you've noticed with it? Yeah, so a clarity of mind, right? Because it's supplying enough energy to the brain, it's really it helps with concentration, helps clarity of mind, it helps that brain fog lift. Um, and then just physical energy, like those are the those are the big ones. Okay, now, you know, we will also use it. It gets excreted through the kidneys. Any excess blood, um, methylene blue, gets excreted through the kidneys. So, if you take methylene blue, your urine might turn bluish green. Right? It's kind of blue mixed with yellow of of typical urine makes green. So, um, do not be alarmed for the first timers out there. You can urinate blue or green for a little bit. Yeah. And if you take a suppository, your poop might be blue as well. Just to give you a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, be, be careful if you're using a suppository with those fingers. It could be very obvious. Yeah. For the yeah, first actually, I have a also. little bit on my nails here from the yeah. suppository. <laughs> a yeah. little blue. And, um, but your body will absorb that. It's, it's all good and um, totally safe. Um, but because it is excreted through the uh, kidneys and goes into the bladder, actually can be really good for bladder infections. So I like for kind of chronic UTIs that maybe are resistant to antibiotics, or if you want to go a route other than antibiotics, there's a lot of good natural therapies, but just one one extra way of going about it would be to take some methylene blue. In our office, we actually give it IV and then shine some red light over the bladder and that just takes care of it. It takes, it's like directly germicidal. So it directly kills uh, unwanted bacteria um, and viruses, but then it also adds energy into the system. 
So it uh, there's some there's some doctors out there who have used uh, this product, uh, methylene blue, uh, intravenously for a number of uh, common viruses as of late, um, very effectively. It, it is directly antiviral and antiparasitic. And so it, it fights infections very, very well. It fights acute infections, but then again, it fights in chronic, chronic infections because it'll kill the, the infection uh, entity itself. But again, in, in chronic, like chronic Lyme, for instance, um, you're really dealing with in addition to the actual spirochetes in this case, you're really dealing with mitochondria that are inefficient. And so to be able to help those mitochondria directly as well uh, is phenomenal. So it's phenomenal for chronic infections too. It's a, it's a great tip that you just shared about the uh, chronic UTIs. My fiance had a UTI a couple of weeks ago and I came across that tip just recently that you shared about the UTI and the red light. So next time, if she happens to get it again, methylene blue, red light on the abdomen, and I'm going to, I'm going to let you know how it goes. So that's very interesting. I do have a question about the mitochondria with methylene blue, and then we'll transition into how you use it uniquely at your clinic. From my understanding, I know that ketones create more mitochondria, which is this mitogenesis. But like, here's the thing. We know that the more ATP uh, mitochondria produces, the more free radicals it produces, right? So how does it make sense that more mitochondria actually lowers inflammation like as ketones do? Well, we know that it uncouples the mitochondria to get rid of these excess free radicals, reactive oxygen species. So this mitochondrial uncoupling that ketones do with the mitochondria. Now, we know that methylene blue also helps the mitochondria produce more ATP as well. Is there also this mitochondria uncoupling taking place with methylene blue, or is there some other mechanism that's helping to get rid of any free radicals produced? Yeah, it's interesting, right? A lot of people in the U.S. are taking too many antioxidants, right? We get out their bag and it's got like 30 antioxidant supplements in it, right? And the body is this, again, it's this divinely complex and yet kind of simple machine uh, in a way. And it's this balance between oxidation and redoxidation or antioxidants and, and pro-oxidants. And our body needs to be able to use both when it needs to use both, right? And so it's this give and take. It's not, um, antioxidants are not all good or bad oxidation is not all good or all bad. It's, it's, your, it's having the ability for your body to flip the switch back and forth when it's appropriate, right? It depends a lot on you know, what stressors are on your system, whether it's an infection stressor or exercise is a stressor. It's about that ability to go back and forth. Now, methylene blue actually speeds up that electron transport chain. It actually skips the there's these complexes complex one two com, complex one complex two complex three complex four complex five in the mitochondria and it can actually by adding in that electron donor can actually speed up that process and to produce more atp um, which is it's a very unique molecule in that way there are probably other products like that. But off the top of my head, actually, I'm curious if you know something off the top of your head that does it in the same way, because nothing's coming to my mind. Yeah, no, I mean, the only thing that I'm thinking of is, is a different mechanism, like astaxanthin acts as like a kind of a, a, a protective barrier for the mitochondrial membrane, yeah. but I don't think it speeds up think it the transport chain. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's interesting. And then, and again, and then when those little photons, packet of photons from the light come in and hit that uh, membrane where all those complexes are, that electron transport chain, it just, that even just revs, revs it up even more. That is super cool. I just, the more I learn about the human body, it's just like, I'm just so amazed by it. What a blessing and a gift we have this incredible human body, right? Oh, it is so amazing. Oh, I could revel in it. I do. <laughs> yeah. I, and the more I study the membrane, whether it's the cell membrane or the mitochondria membrane, the more I'm just blown away. I, I feel like the most of the intelligence is in that membrane uh, versus like just your DNA nucleus. It's, it's like the bodyguard that communicates with the membrane. Would you agree that most of the intelligence is in the membrane? Yeah, that's interesting. I I love the membrane. I mean, I've been preaching to our patients, like our cell membrane is so important, getting those good quality oils in us, right? It takes so long after we eat crappy oil that is so prevalent in our American, typical American diet. You know, that oil is a major component of our cell membranes. And we need oil changes. And the oil change happens very slowly. I actually... You know, I was telling my wife, I'd be curious your your thoughts on this, but I was telling my wife a couple of weeks ago, we have a couple, few, three little kids, uh, and then we were coming back from a party and I'm like, I'd rather our kids eat a little bit of sugar rather than bad oils because sugar, we can at least burn off, right? Especially a health, healthy young children, right? They can burn that sugar off. Um, it can get out of the system very quickly, relatively speaking, compared to oils. When you eat bad oils, those go in there and they're there, probably no better than me, but for months or years, right? And so it is a very clutch part of our body's health to make sure we're getting in good oils. And then the other part is, you know, that kind of exclusion zone water or um, structured water, that structured water gel of, you know, how does that fit into the cell? And I think we're still learning this as a, as a community, right? Um, but I'm really curious how that all uh, plays into communication is, is that structured water, but more specifically structured gel in our cells. And uh, I'm, I'm looking into that because it, it seems very interesting. Uh, in addition to what you're saying about the cell membranes carrying a lot of that communication. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I remember you gave a tip about a simple thing about the sea salt and the sunlight with water. You want to share that real quick? Yeah, simple way to structure water, right? Where humans are, how we used to get our water was from springs or rivers, right, that have uh, natural minerals in them. And combine water with minerals with sunlight, and that structures the water. And so just a simple little tip, um, get clean water, even if it's tap water that's, you know, had all the crap taken out of it, filtered out of it, and then add in a little bit of a pinch of high quality sea salt, um, and then go put it in the sun for even just even just a few seconds or a few minutes is going to structure the water, give it a little stir and that'll structure the water. And you absorb that water, you absorb structured water into your body better. And um, again, that's on the, the cellular communication, you know, how, how much does that affect us? Hard to quantify, but I bet it does. That's a great little simple tip. It's just going to help with uh, with redox, cell-to-cell -cell communication, and very easy to do. Sprinkle in some salt with high-quality water. I, you know, you could use hydrogen water, spring water, 
whatever it is, put it outside for a few seconds to a minute, drink it, and boom, do that every single day. And the, the compound effect, you'll notice it. Going back to what you said, I love what you just shared about the oils. I 100% agree with you. And I have said the same thing. And I've had like Dr. Ben Bickman, who's the insulin guy. I've had other you know leaders on my podcast. And um, I brought up the same thing. What's worse for your health? You know, sugar or vegetable oils, PUFAs. And uh, you're right, because if somebody consumes sugar, you're active, you do some squats, you go for a walk, whatever it is, especially kids, you could burn it right off. But you consume these bad oils, these rancid fats, the half-life, uh, I've done the research, the half-life for them is two years. <laughs> two years, that takes a long time to get out of your body. The sugar you could burn off. So I'm 100% with you, Doc. Avoid I know, the French you know, fries. Yeah, it's not worth it. You know, If you could get the French fries in avocado oil, coconut oil, which is pretty rare unless you do it yourself, much, much better, but it's not worth the hit. It's really not worth the hit. Eat the cake without the vegetable oils if you're going to do something. <laughs> what I do uh, at restaurants, and it drives my fiance crazy sometimes, is the first thing I ask the waiter or the waitress, you know, what oils do you cook with? And it's always a poofa. <laughs> and I just say that we're allergic. Can you use butter, olive oil, et cetera? But that little thing goes a long way. What do you do at restaurants? Do you do something similar? Yeah, I always, I try to avoid meats and fats when I'm out to eat. I'm not a vegetarian. I, I do enjoy high quality meat, but, um, you know, my understanding is it's a lot better to eat uh, vegetables and fruits with those good oils on them, even if they are not organic. Um, it's easier for a body to get rid of pesticides than it is bad oils. But why not the meat? Because they grain fed, they, is that why antibiotics? And yeah, yeah, bad oils. Okay, bad got oils. Because yeah, the oil, just, the bad oils that are in the actual meat that you absorb, mm -hmm, got it. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. So hope that helps. You know, it's very practical. We all have to. I mean, we all go to restaurants, and you just got to make those requests and those changes. If you're anything like me, you spend a lot of money on supplements each month. Have you ever thought these supplements are actually working for you? Are they attaching to your receptor sites and helping your cells do a specific job? What if you're not getting enough minerals? Or what if you have too much of something creating an imbalance in other minerals? Knowing this will not only save you money, but it'll also improve your health so you could balance out the vitamins and minerals that you really need. With that being said, how the heck do you know if you have a mineral imbalance? What I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that at the comfort of your home. In this case, I'm talking about my friends over at Upgraded Formulas and their Upgraded Hair Test Kit and Consultation. When you discover the truth here and what's going on with your body, you can vanquish any of those hidden deficiencies that are affecting your metabolism, thyroid, adrenals, mental performance, endurance, strength, and sleep, just to name a few. I've had Barton Scott on the show before and he gave a masterclass on minerals. How this works is simple. You are sent a test kit and you use some of your hair. You just cut off a short piece of your hair. It could be on your head or pubic hair. You send it back to them and they have your results. They also offer a consultation to go over your results with you. It's simple, it's effective, and it's one of the best tests to know if what you're doing is working for you or not. If you'd like to get your hands on their deficiency test and consultation, head to UpgradedFormulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 to receive 15% off your entire order. That is UpgradedFormulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 
at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below. All right, let's talk about your clinic. You've got an awesome clinic that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to visit in Glendale, California. It's called Oasis Family Medicine. We'll put your link down below, oasisfamilymedicine.com. You have some really unique ways of using methylene blue along with ozone and you mentioned the red light. So share a little bit about how you use this and some other cool modalities you do at your clinic. Yeah, so something we've been working on over the last year and a half, two years really at this point uh, is using ozone, which I think we do the best version of ozone, the most effective versions version of it. Uh, therapy combined with light, combined with methylene blue. And uh, I think we're maybe one of the first maybe the first, um, probably one of the first, at least. Um, again, I don't want to overstate, but I, I didn't know of anybody else doing it at the time that we started. There are a lot of different types of ozone therapies out there, and it, frankly, any one of them are good, okay? The only negative uh, thing about ozone is you don't want to breathe it. As long as you're not breathing it, it's amazing in the body. And really, ozone is almost always a mixture of oxygen and ozone. And so you can do it. You can do it rectal ozone. You can do vaginal ozone. There's ozonated water. There's kind of moving up the ladder. You can do MAH, major autohemotherapy ozone, where you that's usually done in a doctor's office where they'll take off a little bit of maybe 50 cc's or 100 cc's of blood, put it into a bag, and then add in some ozone, kind of shake it around, and then it drips back into you. What does ozone do? Like for somebody who has no idea what it, what it is, what does ozone do? Yeah, great question. So ozone, at the end of the day, what it does is it, it balances cytokines. And a lot of people are more familiar with the cytokine storm these last couple of years, right? And so really cytokines are part of the immune system and it balances the immune system out. Cytokines are also important in the inflammation cascade. And so when you're balancing cytokines out, it, it balances inflammation and inflammation is not good or bad. It's just the body needs to know when to use inflammation. If we get cut, we want to create a, an inflammatory reaction around that area so that we can bring, um, kill off what needs to be killed that may have entered our, our body and then also create a healing response in that area. And so inflammation is not good or bad. Having a ramped up immune system is not good or bad, right? You, when you get exposed to an infection, you want your immune system to uh, ramp up, so to speak. Um, we don't want it chronically stuck in that in that state though, that turns into an autoimmune condition, right? And so really, again, ozone at the end of the day, it balances out inflammation, it balances out the immune system. Um, ozone in kind of a mild to moderate oxidative burst, so this is a type of oxidation therapy, really upregulates the NRF2 pathway, which then kind of actually causes a increase in your um, antioxidant response systems. So you're, it, it's like this soft, gentle oxidation therapy actually causes your body to produce its own antioxidants. And so it's this beautiful give and take that occurs in the body. Um, ozone also uh, works very largely in that electron transport chain. So it increases NAD, it increases ATP, it increases metabolism. So that's a little quick little overview on what ozone does. 
in the body, does all things good. <laughs> and then there's kind of up from MAH, the major autohemotherapy, which is an IV therapy. There's a, something called 10-pass therapy, and that's where, again, they're kind of taking blood out of the body, mixing it under hyperbaric ozone pressure, and then it goes back in, and you can do that up to 10 times. That's a phenomenal therapy. Um, that's done with very high concentrations of ozone. What we do in our office is something called EBU, um, which stands for extracorporeal blood oxygenation and ozonation. So in other words, blood is coming out of one arm, going through this filter that is being exposed to oxygen and ozone. And then that goes back into your body into typically the other arm. And so it's this, your blood is going outside of your body and getting oxygenated and ozonated, and then it goes back into the arm. Now we use it, it's, it's special. I think it's kind of the creme de la creme version of ozone therapy because you can do it in with lower concentrations of ozone. So it's not too hard on the body. That's not too hard on the red blood cells. And you can do this continuously over 40 to 60 minutes approximately. And so it's just this really gentle way. But at the end of the day, you're getting in a much larger dose of ozone. Um, which translates into better health at the end of the day. And then you can, what we do in our office is we will also actually run it through light therapy. So um, ultraviolet blood ra radiation, so kind of light on the ultraviolet light end of the spectrum, the full visible spectrum, extra red light as well to activate the methylene blue that we also do, um, and then infrared therapy as well. So we're, again, kind of going back to that electron transport chain, we're getting methylene blue as extra electron donors. We're getting oxygen and ozone, which together those speed up. It's kind of like the, um, the, the methylene blue, the electron donors. The more that get added into the system, the more oxygen it actually wants to suck in. And then you add on all of those different light wavelengths, and that just turbocharges that electron transport chain to create more energy, which then causes a healing response. And so, so yeah, again, I mean, we're the only office that has been doing it in the past. I've definitely talked to a number of practitioners, so there'll be more places popping up in the future, which is great. I think this is a therapy that needs to be done more all around the U.S. So I'm excited for that to occur. And it happens because of podcasts like this. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And it's a brilliant, I mean, process that sounds absolutely incredible. I just love the the thoughts, uh, the the research and the, the the ideas that went behind in it behind this process and how it all kind of works together to just help you produce more energy, help you feel good. So somebody who has chronic fatigue, somebody who has a COVID long hauler, like this is very important for you. Or if somebody just wants to feel better, biohack your health and just feel like a rock star, this would be a great idea for you. One more thing before we wrap up the episode, I know you also do some things to support the lungs, right? You do an ozone dialysis, which as we know, you know, if somebody gets scarring of the lungs or if somebody goes through some sort of virus scare or something like that, we won't name it. This is going to be very important. So share a little bit more about this specific procedure. Yeah. So actually, I'm glad you brought that up because EBU, the extracorporeal blood 
oxygenation and ozonation is also kind of referred to as ozone dialysis or EBO2. Um, we previously in our office called it O3D, but it seems over the last two years, it seems like the main name for that is EBU at this point. And so they're pretty interchangeable. There's a, a number of practitioners who now are doing it. And it's all done a little bit differently. Um, we all kind of came up with our own names. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really EBU. That's the central concept, and we're all doing it a little bit different with little different dosages of ozone and maybe introduced a slightly differently. But EBU is ozone dialysis, is EBO2, is re RHP, recirculatory hemoperfusion. And it, the whole reason I actually got into this uh, wanted to bring this into the office was because at the beginning of the pandemic, in those first couple of weeks where I didn't know really what was happening, um, you know, kind of became more clear pretty quickly after that. But I have a mother-in-law who has idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, which is a slow scarring of the lung tissue until you either die or get a lung transplant. And we've been able through this, just kind of everything we do in our office, kind of regenerative medicine in general, um, we've really been able to hold her steady, which is amazing because she had a brother who died of this, um, mother who died of it, her other sister has it and she's deteriorating. She's actually over in Florida. She's not close to my office. And um, so the fact that my mother-in-law has been stable for a number of years now says a lot. And she's doing conventional medicine as well. So I'd, again, I don't want to take all credit because all, all credit probably isn't mine. But what we've been able to do on top of that supposedly irreversible disease is uh, kind of incredible. But at the beginning of the pandemic, I'm like, what else could I add into my toolbox to help her in case she got this lung infection? And so that kind of started the process of me figuring out how to build an EBU machine. And, you know, again, she's, she's stable. Um, it's actually like, four or five years after diagnosis at this point, which is, I mean, it's, it's incredible. So that's why I brought it into our office. And then it's just kind of, okay, who else can we help with this? And um, there's so many patient stories. I think we've done more sessions of EBU and, and especially our version of EBU than any other uh, office in the country at this point. Um, so we just have a lot of experience and the, the people who really do well, um, yes, the biohackers, yes, the anti-agers um, are welcome to do it. They do do it, um, feel great. I love to do it. I, I like to do it before I go for a, a run. Um, I ran track in college and so I'm, I'm a runner and, and I just feel like it, I feel like a Red Bull kind of sprouts my wings, right? And I can fly. But the the people who really do well with this, where it's a serious game changer, is um, the chronic fatigue, the brain fog, and mold. Like these are people who are coming to us from all over the country at this point, um, who have been to not just a number of conventional doctors, but a number of uh, integrative functional medicine doctors who are doing a lot of things, a lot of the li basic lifestyle, basic lifestyle always first, right? Before you do something like this, of course. Um, but uh, assuming they've done that, um, this is so many of these um, individuals are saying how this is such a game changer for them. And so they're flying from Florida, they're flying from Washington, Washington, and they come repeatedly for a reason. So it's, um, I'm just really honored to um, be able to support these people in a way that they haven't been able to be supported before. 
Yeah, it's amazing. I love that. And if you want to learn more about Dr. Yoshi's clinic and his work, it's oasisfamilymedicine.com. Anywhere else, any social media? I know you have a YouTube channel as well, which we'll drop down below, but anywhere else you want to send the audience? Yeah, just go to that website. All the links are there. Okay, make it simple. We'll put it down below for everybody to go check you out. And then also, um, Rachel, our show notes person, is also going to drop the YouTube interview you did with Dr. Pompa, where he actually went with his wife, Marilee, did some treatment. They recorded video of that. It's in that interview. So we'll drop that down below so those who are listening or watching could watch that next. Uh, Dr. Yoshi, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge. You know, what I love about you is you went through a lot of pain, but you took that pain into a purpose to help other people to prevent the suffering that your family went through to prevent that. And I, and I love that thought process and that um, unselfishness because I, I always say the Einstein quote, Einstein said, intellectuals solve problems, geniuses prevent them. And what you're doing is being preventative and helping so many others be preventative and uh, get to the root cause. So thank you for your time. I can't wait to check you out in person and you're doing amazing work. Yeah, super humbled. Thank you for those kind words. And, and again, thank you for spreading the word and um, doing all of your good work because it's uh, I'm, I'm just so thankful on behalf of myself, my patients and all of your listeners. And um, you're more than welcome to come out anytime. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that episode with Dr. Yoshi. And if you're inspired to learn more about his clinic and you live in California or you want to travel to his clinic in California, head to his website, which is oasisfamilymedicine.com. We also have included his social media down below and the YouTube interview that he did with Dr. Pampa, where they actually showed some video footage from his clinic. Super cool. Go check them out. If you're interested in trying the methylene blue suppository that I use and I recommend from my friend, Dr. John Laurence that we referenced on the episode, you could get that with a nice little discount if you go to mitozen.com slash ketocamp. That is M-I-T-O-Z-E-N.com slash K-E-T-O-K-A-M-P. We'll drop a link down below for that. The product is called Lumitol Blue Bullet Plus. And there's a 60 milligram. There is a 300 milligram. The one I use is 300 milligrams, but you might want to start low and slow with a 60 milligram. If you use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout, you'll get a nice discount off your order as well. We'll drop a link down below, including the coupon code as well. If this episode was useful to you, please consider sharing it with a friend copy and paste the link and text it to somebody, maybe somebody you know who has long-haul COVID symptoms, maybe somebody you know who has chronic fatigue, brain fog, you, you just feel like their mitochondria is off. This could be a game changer for them. And you can make a big difference by just copying the link, putting in a text message and saying, hey, I think this episode would be valuable to you. Let me know your thoughts. And please consider leaving the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and or a review on whatever platform you're listening to, it really makes a big, big difference. I also want to remind you to get registered for my upcoming keto webinar, Four Secrets to Mastering Keto, before we are capped out. It is free. We're giving away over $300 worth in gifts for those who attend. Head to ketosismasterclass.com. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one.
podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.